Hi, everyone. Welcome to this episode of All Things Iceland. It's Jules, and I'm sharing an update about why the iconic Blue Lagoon is currently closed. Since the end of October, land has been rising and thousands, tens of thousands of earthquakes have taken place on the Reykjanes Peninsula near the Blue Lagoon and a neighboring town called Grindavik. In some previous episodes of mine, you might have heard me talk about these places because the Reykjanes Peninsula is for sure what I consider kind of underrated, even though the Blue Lagoon is there and our previous eruptions have been there over the years. But still, there's so much more around this area that most people are not aware of. But regardless of that, even though no one is certain, so I just want to make it very clear that no one knows for sure if an eruption will happen, land rising and tens of thousands of earthquakes, some of them strong enough to be felt in Reykjavik, are what happened before each of our last three eruptions on this peninsula. So, of course, I have covered those in previous episodes as well, and we've had an eruption each year since 2021. The one that was this past summer was the shortest, and thankfully, all of them were in areas on the peninsula where there was no harm or potential harm to towns or infrastructure. So, of course, now what we're dealing with in terms of the biggest difference between a possible eruption happening now versus those other three is the potential for there to be damage or destruction of power plants, of town, of a town, so Grindavik of the Blue Lagoon, like this is very serious if it were to happen. And the Blue Lagoon had been advised by some authorities to consider closing because of this. And they didn't immediately do it, but after public pressure and guests having difficulties feeling safe at the facility, they did announce yesterday, November 9th, that it would close for one week to monitor the situation and reassess on November 16th. Does this mean that the Blue Lagoon will absolutely open on November 16th? Nobody knows. And that is because we're literally taking it day by day, hour by hour. We've had incredible earthquakes and my heart really goes out to the people on the Reykjanes Peninsula that live in Grindavik because I don't even know if they can sleep at night. Like the amount of rumbling and the earth moving that's happening. Like I said, thousands of earthquakes that we're not feeling obviously so far away. So we're just waiting to see what happens. Also, authorities have put an emergency plan in place to prepare for the potential event. So I always have to say potential event because I just want to make sure people know it has not happened in the potential event of a nearby power plant being destroyed. So they're also, when it comes to the hot water, working on ways to potentially reroute with the hot water running into a different direction away from where the eruption could happen. So that isn't halted. But of course, if there's a power plant, you know, if that goes down, then They have backup generators, which is great. And of course, they also have an evacuation plan for the residents of Grindavik in the event that they need to leave the area. Some people have already left the area just because of the disturbance to their everyday life, their sleep, anxiety. I mean, it's just a whole host of reasons why it would make sense that if you can leave, you just get out of there. Uh, There's a picture on from one of the newspapers that they posted showing that the most recent earthquake that happened caused a it's a break in the road. I'm trying to describe it where literally the road has come up like a tent. Like it looks, it's not as high up as a tent, 
but you can clearly see that there is almost like this pyramid look to it. And that's pretty scary to know that that happened on one of the roads in which people would evacuate and that it is getting that strong. So that's just something to keep in mind. Obviously, this is something that no one in Iceland is excited about. So previous eruptions were considered tourist eruptions. And those meant that in, like I said, areas where it was not any harm to any infrastructure, towns, or, you know, national treasures, if you will. Uh, But here, it's like, no, no one's excited about this happening. In fact, everyone's hoping that this does not happen. And one helpful thing as of right now is that the magma being monitored has stopped moving closer to the surface. So for those who aren't aware, when, you know, basically lava, lava is lava when it's above the surface and magma when it's below the surface. That's the best way I can explain it in my non-expert geological terms. (laughs) So in essence, it doesn't look like the magma is about to break through the surface because if it were moving more and more towards the surface, then it would be like, okay, well, an eruption might be imminent, who knows. But just because it hasn't moved more towards the surface as it was before doesn't mean that it couldn't change, but it's promising at least to see that it, it has had stopped doing that. As of today, when I'm recording this, November 10th, a state of emergency was declared by the National Police Commissioner due to an intense earthquake at Sundnukargiga. Uh, apparently, there were two of them. So I said one earthquake, but one was 5.2 and the other were 5.3. And those are really large. And I And those are the ones I felt in my apartment. I think I felt one, but maybe they were pretty close together. And yeah, that was intense because for those wondering, I live in downtown Reykjavik. And while there have, like I said, been many big earthquakes, I haven't felt them. And other people living in the downtown area have. So I think it kind of just depends on like, I don't know, your building or something. I'm not really sure why I have not been really feeling them, which has been okay for me because obviously I like having my sleep and not being disturbed. But I guess I've just been fortunate in that way. However, I did feel one of them tonight and the floor was rumbling. My light fixtures were swaying. It is unsettling. I'm not going to sit here and make it seem like it was no big deal. It's a, it's a bizarre thing. And for those who live in California who are used to earthquakes or who you know feel similar things, there is a slight uneasiness that you get because I know the building is secure. But at the same time, it's just weird to feel something so solid move like that. And yeah, I just, like I said, my heart goes out to those in Grindavik who are still there and are dealing with all of these earthquakes happening. I think it's also helpful to point out that not all of Iceland is in danger or even the airport. So even things on this peninsula that are not directly in this vicinity that I'm talking about, they're not in danger. So if you're flying in or planning to fly in during this time, it's not the case that you have to be worried about your flight. At least that's what, what we're, we're aware of now, right? And like I mentioned, other eruptions have happened on this very same peninsula that did not impact flights at all. There's no worry about ash either because there is not a glacier over this uh, possible eruption site. Whereas other volcanoes in Iceland, they have glaciers over them. So when the ice, when the fire... Well, you know, the lava meets the ice. 
that creates creates ash. Whereas in these places, it's it's ground, it's lava rock that's sitting there, you know, things like that. It's it's not really going to cause that. There can be pollution caused, and there were fires actually from moss catching on fire during the summertime during our last eruption. So I'm not saying it doesn't pose any potential danger. It's just not the type of danger that people think of when Eyjafjallajökull glacier or volcano actually erupted in 2010 and it created like this havoc regarding flights and you know billions of dollars lost all that no that is not what is at stake in terms of the worry it's more about like i mentioned the blue lagoon the power station and the town of grindavik so if you have a trip planned it still should be fine and if you're looking for other spas or places to go to as alternatives, there is the Sky Lagoon near Reykjavik. There's Kvamsvik near Borkenes. So Sky Lagoon, by the way, is just a 15-minute drive from downtown Reykjavik. Kvamsvik near Borkenes is around 40 minutes. But then there's also the local swimming pools, which are amazing. And one in particular is called Loegadals Loeg in Reykjavik. And I will have all of this, by the way, in terms of the the words that I'm saying in the description on my website, allthingsison.com for this podcast episode that's about the Blue Lagoon. So specifically, Lorgadal's Loig in Reykjavik, it is big, has many hot tubs, a huge slide, a sauna, steam room, Olympic-sized lap pool, as well as a gym and a spa attached to it. And this is not at all sponsored or anything like that. I'm just giving alternatives because when I mentioned this on social media, People were asking what else could they do because they had tickets booked for the Blue Lagoon. And so I thought for this podcast episode, since I had already gotten that information or people had already you know, been asking that question, that I would just add it in just in the event that if you're one of those people coming, you can be informed and then decide you know, if you want to go and do something else that's spa or at least hot tub related. If this progresses, I will for sure update you, but I'm crossing my fingers that it does not erupt in this area. I mean, it, if it the magma moves and goes somewhere else, great. That's fine. It can erupt in all the other places where it's safe. That's essentially what we're looking for. But like I said, if anything changes that is, you know, progressing towards an unfortunate state, I'll, I'll let you know. Or an eruption happens, I'll let you know about that eruption and where it is, if it's impacting anything at all. As always, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for listening.